Welcome to Catch the Fire London podcast. We really pray that you will be blessed and encounter God's transforming presence as you listen to this message. Amen. Thank you very much. Well, good morning. Good morning. Just about afternoon, family. So good to be here. And you're ready to hear my favorite word. Come on, where's my Ignite group? I'm privileged. Yes, what a privilege. (laughs) And I love it even when Alex says it with that French accent. I absolutely love it. It's such a privilege to be here. So good to have you. Who's new in this family? Who's visiting us for the first time? We want to give you a big catch the fire. Whoop, whoop. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you're already feeling at home. This is family. We love pursuing God and his presence. Oh, don't you just love our church? Thank you, guys. Worship was so awesome. It always is. And I, you know, as I was worshiping, you know, one of my, my favorite things I do every single morning, as soon as my eyes pop open in my bed, I just thank the Lord for being alive. And then in my spirit, I cry out, there is more. Because, you know, when I got saved, two of the things that used to hinder me really really hinder me number one I love to settle good I mean like I come to a place like this and it's like Lord I don't want to go home a bit like Jesus on the Mount of Confrontation you know they're saying well let's build a tent here and stay for good you know I just love to settle when everything is going well and another thing that God had to deliver me from and he still is is a fear of man You know, fear of people's opinions. And it just used to cripple me every single time. But you know, God is so good because he blessed me with the most amazing husband who has no fear of man. (laughs) It's like, you know, I get that email and I'm like, oh, what do I say? He says, can you do it? No, just say no. You know, he's the one who who says to me, you know, did you ever hear this? That N-O. No is a full statement. You know, it's a full sentence. But I just can have to say no and then I keep typing because of this da 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 and I use my one finger as well so it takes so long to type. My kids are always laughing at me because they always say, oh my goodness, mommy, it takes you so long to type. Sometimes they'll take the, t- the, the phone from me and they go, what do you want to say? <laughs> And you know, that one finger typing, if you're a people pleaser, it's hard work. It's hard work. And you know, I love our church. I love our church because every Sunday we go after what is ours. Because the enemy, the devil likes to steal. He likes to kill. He likes to destroy. That's what the Bible says in John 10.10. But guess what? The Bible said, Jesus says, I have come that you will have life. Not just life, but life in its fullness. So when we're living anything less than full life, come on, it's time to go after more. And doing the worship, you know, my favorite statement came into me and I was kept saying, Lord, please increase my capacity to receive, increase my capacity to receive. Because when you're in an atmosphere like this, Sunday after Sunday, and then dwell as well, it's so easy to be full. If you're like me, I'm like, I'm so full and I'm satisfied. But he says, there's always more. Come on, enlarge your tents, enlarge your dwelling, because he wants to give us more. And if you've had a great time of worship this morning, if 
if you've had a great time of praise, if you've experienced his presence, and actually as we were worshiping, I sensed that God was in the room and releasing healing. If your back ache, if your shoulder hurts, anything that you haven't already checked, I, I really want to encourage you to check if it's your foot, whatever it is, because there was a release of healing before Chloe in the, in the communion when Chloe mentioned, you know, there was healing. God was already releasing it because he inhabits the praises of his people. And when he comes, he comes bearing gifts. Somebody say amen with me in this place. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, as Stu was preaching, and he was teaching about how to increase our hunger, and he was really encouraging us that if you're a Christian and you're listening to more podcasts and reading all the books, it's amazing. But you know, as one preacher says, God's got a book out, you know, and he wants us to, as children of God, he wants us to focus in just really constantly going after the word of God. It's okay to have the icing on the cake, which is the podcast and the other books that we read. But actually going for the word, because you know, God's word is so sweet. As I've been praying and as I've been preparing, my goodness, I don't know about you, but God, the Bible says God's word is sweeter than honey. You know, my husband loves his honey on his oats every morning. And he's got his oil to all this honey stuff, you know, a bit of yogurt and then you, you squirt the honey on it. But you know, God's word is sweeter than honey. And as I was reading the scripture, I don't know about you, but as you read it, I know many of you have read it before and read it. But, you know, Father of the House Stu was encouraging us a couple of weeks ago, go for the word, go for the book that God has got out. Read it and read it over again. Because as I was reading it, it the words were jumping at me and I just... I was just really like shaking and I was thinking, all right, pause. And I had to literally get out of my seat and walk out into the living room a little bit just to shake and I'm thinking, this is so good, so good, <laughs> you know? I don't know about you, but today we're talking, you know, in Matthew 5, 6, the Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled what are we hungry for? You know, we need God to increase our appetite more of him. Because you see, the Bible says we're blessed. We're happy if we hunger for those things. If we hunger for a right standing with God. If we hunger for more of him to get it right in his eyes, not in our eyes, not in anybody else's eyes. God has a standard and he's saying, I want us to really pursue this. But you know, righteousness is both positional and personal. And we know about the positional one. And the positional one is what I stay in every single morning. Even before I got off of my seat to come and stand here, I'm like, thank you, God. That because I know Jesus and because I've accepted Jesus, I am clothed in his righteousness. I am covered in him. So even though I'm freaking out, even though I'm quaking in my boots and I'm standing here, I can just say, Father, all eyes on me, but they can just see Jesus. Because the enemy would coming, the devil would trying, and, they would, and the enemy would try and tell us lies. And so you did this, and you did that, and you're not good. And you're, but you know what? We are under the covering of Jesus because we accepted him and he's clothed us a bit like putting a, a, a cloth over us 
And this is what scripture says, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For God made him who knew no sin for us, uh, to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God. And I like what the message says. It says, in Christ, God put the wrong on him who never did any wrong so we could be put right with God. You know, when we know this truth, when we know this fact, we're able to come before him boldly. My goodness, when we get the truth of what this word is, we cannot but jump and dance and celebrate and spring around with violent emotions in his presence. We can't stand because if we focus on what he did, he took our sins on him. And sometimes we hear it so many times that we become too familiar. Lord, please forgive us for times we have become too familiar with your word. This is so powerful. You know, so there is the positional, which is great. Romans 3.22 says the righteousness the righteous, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. So we have this righteousness. It's been given to us. It's been put upon us. And we see this even in the, in the right from the Old Testament. We see the first mention of the word righteousness, Genesis 15, 16. I'm going to throw a few scriptures that out there today. Is that okay? God's word is so sweet. I want you to get so excited, not as you hear my words, but as you hear scripture read out to you. Genesis 15, 6, the Bible says, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. So this righteousness is by faith. You have it and I have it. And you know, when Jesus entered the temple in the book of Luke, he, when he was given the, the scroll, he took it and he opened it and he went to Isaiah 61. And I love that scripture so, so much. Because what does Isaiah 61 say? I'll read it out to you. The spirit of the Lord, the sovereign Lord is... On me, I haven't got my glasses on. I'm going to put it on now because <laughs> I can't see. Right, I can see better now. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness. And, and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of the oil of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a, a spirit of despair. Here's what it says. This is why Jesus came. This is why he gave, he gave his life on the cross. This is his mandate. This is his job description. Listen to this final bit. They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his favor. Oaks of righteousness. Can you picture an oak? I don't know if you've ever seen an oak tree. It's humongous. Every single day when you walk into the office, you're displaying 
this righteousness, this right standing, this God who is taking us from this place of doom into this place of joy and relief and transformation. He is saying they will be called oaks of righteousness, oaks of righteousness, oaks of right standing with God. God has made you right and he wants you every day when you wake up, when you go into a room, whether you're going into a meeting, whether you're going to, um, to school, wherever you're going to work, you are an oak of righteousness. Not because of what you did, but because God puts that upon you. He is giving it to us. Come on. Doesn't it cause you to want to stand and praise and exalt his holy name? You know, when Solomon built this temple, he built this incredible temple. And then when the ark of the Lord was going in, which is the very presence of God, he was so amazed. He couldn't, he just stood there and he went, God, you're so big and you're so great. You're so incredible. Will you, will you really, really, will you, would you really enter this building? You know, every Sunday we come to this place and he shows up. He, he wants to dwell. My goodness, we need to be in awe. We need to want to cry and fall at his feet because he chooses to dwell with us. Why? But he does. He's big. He's incredible. He's awesome. I want you to catch the greatness of the God that we serve. And he loves us so much. And he did this exchange on the cross. And he wants you to display his splendor. Wow. Come on. He wants me to display his splendor. Wow. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. He's here and he just, I, I just can feel him so strong. He wants to dwell with us and we miss every opportunity because we're too busy doing everything else. And today, one of the things I really believe God wants to do is to, you know, I talked about what he is giving us, this positional righteousness, but he also delights in us pursuing righteousness. Because just because he loves us and he gave his life for us and he's put this cloak over us and he wants us to display him, it's not a license to sin. It's not a license to look elsewhere. I'm telling you what Solomon saw and what he witnessed. He was just like, really? This building? You're too big to fit in here? Look at the walls and the windows. But you choose to come in. And I want us to have that. And from that place of reverence, I want us to go after. Because the scripture we're looking at today is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, I'm going to read you a few scriptures here. Where God delights, he takes pleasure in those who pursue righteousness. And Proverbs 15, 9 says, The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue righteousness. 
Proverbs 21, 21 says, whoever, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. In the Bible also says, you know, Jesus absolutely commands us. Matthew 6, 33, we say it all the time. Seek first the kingdom of God and his Come on, are we awake? Are we with us? And all things shall be added to you. And what was Paul's final charge to Timothy? Timothy 6, 11. I told you I'm going to read a lot of scripture. We're going to hear God today and through his word. What does he say? Timothy, um, 1 Timothy 6, 11. It says, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. He says, pursue it. What does it look like to pursue something? When you hear the word pursue, what, is it, what does it look like? You know, running after. Run after it. Desire it. Ask God, because he's the one who gives hunger. You know, we can live rightly, or we can live like the world. And the psalm, it says this, Psalm 20, 23, verse 3. Remember, scripture says, He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, and so often it's easy to just substitute this righteousness for self-righteousness. You know, and then we just mix it all up and we taint it all up. Because the enemy, the devil just likes to counterfeit. You know, let me just... Try and be selfish. No, you can't because selfless because God is the one who, you know, gives us the desire and the hunger for right, right standing with him. You know, and, and Matthew 5.20 says this. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Because their righteousness was outward and external, and it wasn't genuine. You know, they were great at pretending to be something they went. And God wants us to have this hunger, this hunger for, you know, I told you the two things that God has delivered me from and continue to deliver me from is just being, wanting to settle, you know, and I, I say again, you know, and I really do honor my husband. He's incredible. He's just like so supportive and he's just like my number one cheerleader. Every time I want to run one direction, he just goes, what about that one? I'm like, Ugh, did you have to see that one? He's a seer, you know. I remember when it was time for me to go back to work. I said to him, oh, I'm going to go look for a job. He said, he just looked straight in my eye and he just said, start your own. And I was absolutely petrified. I remember thinking I had the worst attitude on the planet. You know, and I said, I had to ask God to forgive me because I, I walked away and I just thought, what do you mean start your own? It's like going to the kitchen and making some porridge. How do you just start your own? <laughs> I was so, didn't have the right attitude. You know, this is a time to be honest and to be real. And I'm sharing my weaknesses with you because it's in through my weakness that God made me strong. You know, we need to be able to bring it once and all so that we can identify, but we don't stay there. I'm not sharing this to stay there. I'm sharing this because God is able to move us on and he wants to move us on. 
It's okay to have a bad week, but it's not okay to stay there. It's okay to be honest and say, do you know what? I'm having a tough time. If I ask you, how are you? I don't want you to say, I'm fine, hallelujah, praise the Lord, when you're having a bad time. But I want you to tell me exactly how you're feeling. And then I can say, give, me, give you a hug. We have a good cry and they go, now what? Because that's the only way we can heal. We want to heal. We want to be a place where we're healed so much. When people come into our family, they wouldn't know what's hit them. Because the healing will be an overflow of what's going on on the inside of us. You know, we want to reach Pinna. So we want to make sure that we're practicing what we're going to be preaching out there. And so stay with me on this one. Because I remember exactly when he spoke to me. And I remember thinking, what? Start my own. What am I going to do? You know, he's like, ask God. Even worse, he just keeps pushing me to go ask God. When it's, you know, when it's time to, when I'm settling and I'm having a great time, he's like, what's next then? When I, I haven't got time to go into how I started my business and how it's flourishing so much that I haven't got room in my diary. But I also want to give God praise that in this family, we go after everything. Like, I mean, my church family. You know, we go after fear in every level. Last week, we hit fear in the eye. You know, fear is the enemy's currency. He really, the devil's currency. He's just like, during lockdown, I heard this and I loved it and I've kept it, which says, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And it's putting us into prison all the time. You know, so when fear comes one way, because anxiety is fear, insecurity is fear, fear of man is fear. You know, whichever way you look at it, it's fear. And when we're, when we're afraid of something, we're intimidated, you know, and so we serve who we fear. You see, we can't fear man and, and serve God because we fear man, we serve man. We can't serve God. So I want us, I want us today as well to hit fear in the eye. We're going to do that in a minute because I'm coming to land. Last week, we hit fear, anxiety, and I love it because Papa Stew, at the end of the service, we look at the time and we have time to be thrown out of this building. He says, we don't want you to leave with any fear. If there's any fear left, come to the front for more prayer. I'm like, wow, I love this church. It's like, don't go home because you can't go home if you still got fear lingering. And I love this church again because the people responded. Because I remember I had my bag ready to jump out of way. And then one sweet sister came to me and go, Stu just said, I shouldn't go home with fear. Can you pray for me? I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, because when the invitation goes out, it's two way. We've got to take it. And I want us to be hungry because we've got it in this place. Blessed are those. Happy are those who are hungry. Hungry, 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 hungry. Hungry, not for our favorite food. That's good. But hungry, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for a right standing with God. Now I want us to stand because we're landing and we're going to respond to one other fear today. And that's the fear of man. You know, God gave me this revelation whilst I was preparing. 
And God took me all the way back to the times when I was so afraid of what others would say, of when I was so afraid of speaking up, when I was afraid of even saying yes to God. The number of times I had to tell my husband, no, wait. And it was all because of the fear of man. You know, fear of man comes comes in the most disguised way. It might not just be, it could be your husband, your wife, it could be your boss. It could be anybody. And today, we want to go after this because we want to empty the devil's bank account. Fear is just, he's getting too rich. You can see it. You know, the job I do, I see people all the time who are just afraid. You know, God is so good and he gave us that fearful instinct to run away for the lions and the tigers and the war zone. But he didn't. The, the enemy has taken it and the counterfeit is now people are coming to me and they're afraid of the dog the tiger and the puppies and the kittens because because he's magnified them you know and God said to me the spirit of God said to me you know when you hunger and you thirst for a right standing with God you don't really care anybody else's opinion because the only opinion that matters is him. And no matter how disguised this has been, I mean, this is a complete shift from the scripture. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. But God just showed me this because he wants to do this in the house. Now, in your own words and with your eyes closed, as Sam is leading us, gently in worship I want you to begin to do business with God just talk to him because as I've been speaking I so believe that God has brought things to you the Holy Spirit is here and you know the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth sometimes the enemy will lie he will twist the truth the truth the truth and then what happens that we begin to believe the truth so much the lie so much so that it becomes our truth So the lie becomes your truth. But today he is here in this house and he wants to reveal. He reveals and then he's going to get rid of it. So with your eyes closed, just focus on Jesus right now. Just focus on Jesus. He's here. He chooses to be here. He wants to be here. He dwells in our midst. Thank you, Jesus. And the first thing I want us to do is to say, I'm so sorry, God. Just talk to him. Just say, I'm so sorry for the times when I've looked at the face of man and I've been so afraid. Even when you're calling me into ministry, you're calling me to go for the next job, the promotion. You're calling me to to travel. You're calling me to, to just respond to that person on the train we can't there's no way we can we can send this message out there if we allow fear for you it will be different but I want you to tell God you're sorry for not responding because of the fear just talk to God right now talk to God right now Father, I'm so sorry for the limits that I have placed 
I am so sorry for not hungering for more, for fear that I would even fail. Some of you, it's the fear of failure. Because you've been told several times that you would amount to nothing. And because those words have pierced your... Oh, Jesus. I just feel there's somebody in this room who has heard those words so many times. I just feel the pain in my heart right now. And I... If you've ever heard that line, you're not good enough, I want you to come to the front. Don't, don't worry at all. If, if the Spirit of God has brought that memory to you, I want you to just, just come to the front. Because words are like arrows. And today God wants to pull those arrows out for many of you the limit that has been placed on you is coming off it's coming off it's coming off oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus just talk to him just talk to him just talk to him right now Father we just thank you so much that you're here and you're here because you want to heal, Father, every lie that has been spoken over your daughters and your sons that has caused there to be a limit today. It comes off. And Lord, I pray, I just sense you need to forgive those people right now who spoke those words over you. Just begin to forgive them because forgiveness is the beginning. So forgive them right now. about last week don't go home with anything anything 
You know, when you have the opportunity, the Spirit of God is here. We haven't got plenty of time, but God can do it in a second, in a flick. So just come. This is the altar. This is what I saw. You know, in, in the book of John, when Jesus went into the temple, he stood out there and he shouted, Is anybody thirsty? Let him come to me and drink. You know, and I saw this pool in the front today, this altar. And I want us all to come in. We want to swim. Come forward. Move forward. Because I want more. Anybody who wants to come, don't lose out on this. And if you can kneel, if you allow, your legs allow you do. But if not, just stand, focus on him and just look up to him. Just look up to Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And as the ministry team coming, and just lay hands because God is doing this. His spirit is here. So we're just laying hands and blessing what God is already doing. He's doing it. And we're just laying hands and saying, more Lord, do what only you can do. exactly what Reese just said. The other night, Isla woke up. She called for me and I went in and she said, Daddy, I'm afraid. I need help. I said, okay, Isla, why are you afraid? She said, I'm afraid of the dark. So well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get our big voices and we're going to tell it to go away in the name of Jesus. She said, okay, Daddy. And so we, we got our big voices he said, fear of the dark and everything that makes me afraid. You get out and you leave right now in the name of Jesus. And then she looked at me and said, amen. And then she said, I'm not afraid anymore, daddy. In this moment, you can't afford to deal with the fear in your life. You're doing so in the arms of a heavenly daddy who doesn't look at your cry to help and say, do it yourself. He says, okay, let's do it together. And when you get your big voice, and when you say, fear, you leave me now. Fear, you get away. Fear of man, fear of anything. In the name of Jesus, you leave me now. You've got the big voice of your heavenly father decreeing it as well. And then you can look him back in the face and say, I'm not afraid anymore, daddy. Because his voice is the voice that created stars. Spoke you into being. His voice is the voice that decrees and mountains are cast into the sea. His voice is the voice that reverberates the whole of the universe. And that voice is in your voice. And in that, no thing can remain. So in your own words, in your own moment right now, why don't you just engage with your heavenly daddy, your heavenly father. You may want to do it like Isla did and say, daddy, I'm afraid. You might want to just say, these things are here, I want to get rid of them. There's no rule book for this other than knowing that he is going to evacuate fear from your life with you. reminder you have the mind of Christ that is part of your inheritance father I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would call our minds 
in line with heaven right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just we just tell them to stop acting like the mind of Christ doesn't exist in us. And I feel sometimes that's what I have to do. I'm like, you know what? You're acting like the, the cross wasn't enough. So just stop it and behave yourself because the cross is enough. Therefore, I have the mind of Christ. So Father, we ask for an outpouring of your spirit into our minds. We take captive every thought, every dream obedient to Christ. And we, we hunger and thirst for our minds to be filled with the presence of God. Overflowing. The Holy Spirit, fill our minds. Fill our minds. We put the cross of Christ between us and every lie that says that that we think without the mind of Christ and we banish it from our lives and from our descendants in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. And then the final thing from that testimony is I didn't turn the light on but the fear that I had left. In this moment, you're dealing with fear. You're not dealing with the thing that caused the fear. Because that thing, as Rita said, is trying to be a reality in your life that it has no right to. And so as you deal with the fear the atmospheres, situations and things that were associated with that have to change. You don't want to live in a world where you metaphorically have to have the light turned on all the time to exist free of fear. But we're called to live in a greater measure. We're called to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We're called to stand free, recognized, seen as sons and daughters of God. And standing in that place free of fear and full of confidence and boldness and faith. And so this morning we decree an exchange in your atmosphere. That where things have been fearful, where things have been dragging you down, where situations have been trying to appear as the reality of your existence, we command a shift right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask you to place confidence, identity, sonship and adoption into every heart in this room that we would stand and be seen as children of the Father that we wouldn't need to be removed but we would shift and change atmospheres in Jesus mighty name amen amen well guys keep receiving keep doing your thing if you haven't been prayed for yet by any of the ministry team then please just abide wait wait grab someone Um, if you are on ministry team you don't have a badge I have a spare one in my pocket so you can come grab one There's tissues at the front as well. But guys, thank you so much for joining us for church today. Thank you, those of you online, for joining us for church today. And we bless you all. Look forward to seeing you next Sunday for church, for baptisms, for dedications, for prayer in the park and picnics in the park and transformation in this place. But welcome to our family and thank you for joining in. See you guys soon.